Opie, do you consider yourself thin-skinned? If you watch the live streams on a regular basis, I think you would see that that's another one of those lies. Would your radio career have gone better if you had been doing it since you were 17? <laughs> that's just funny, man. Boo, you suck. Jimmy is more successful than you. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> Lose some weight. Let me see what you look like. You assholes don't uh, give uh, anyone a break. Bow down sir. You just study a live stream. What can I make fun of? Are you jealous of Howard or Ambar? Okay, thanks. <laughs> not, not jealous of either one of those guys. Well, his teeth are a little crooked. Maybe I can make fun of that. You're looking at a fat guy? Dude, you're... Really? Are you looking at a fat guy? Are you? He's looking a little old. Is he losing his hair, I think? Oh, man, the camera angle. I can't see his baloney tits, so I can't make fun of that. I mean, Opie always sucked. LOL. Go, Jimmy. Thank you. Thanks, Joey. Cheers. That made my morning. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> thank God these windows don't open, because, you know, after Joey's comment, I, I feel like I need a jump. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to my live stream uh, from the ocean for the second day in a row. Yes, we are here. The kids don't have school, so uh, so cheers to that. I mean, that's that's a good cheers right there. Drinking out of my Wildwood, New Jersey mug. So I guess uh, NASA hit an asteroid last night. Holy crap, is that absolutely amazing. Isn't it fun to look at all the technology we actually have that the common folk, the common man like me and you, we can't touch that technology. How many miles away was that little, I think it was a moon. It was a moon going around an asteroid, and they're like, let's see if we can hit that sucker and push it off course a little bit. And they did just that. The uh, the footage, if you haven't seen it yet, oh my God. Screw me and my stupid live stream. Google uh, Armageddon. Google Aerosmith. Google uh, Liv Tyler. And the NASA footage should pop up. And now they got to wait a week or two because now they're going to um, check out some powerful telescopes and see what this thing is now doing if we actually knocked it off course. That's absolutely amazing. Can we knock Putin off course? Because that's the real problem to Earth. Not some stupid uh, meteorite out there or meteor. Is it an asteroid? Is it a meteor? Is it a comet? Are they all the same thing? I don't know, but Putin's a much bigger problem than uh, us hitting a, a moon of an asteroid millions of miles away. But that that's damn impressive. And if it worked, then down the line when we actually have a, a real situation on our hands, where we got one of those meteors that are going to wipe out the dinosaurs again, uh, we, might, uh, we might actually have a chance to uh, survive it. By crashing something into it and knocking it off course so it doesn't hit Earth. Ted Palawada. So that asteroid, it wasn't an asteroid. It was the moon of an asteroid. 
It was 7 million miles away, and NASA's like, let's aim this shit the size of, I think, like a refrigerator at this thing, and let's see if we can hit it. Oh, my God. But my Wi-Fi will go down in the next 15 minutes. (laughs) Hey, NASA, could you share some of this technology with us, please? My brother in Christ, I just paid $10. Please talk about how hot Christina Ricci is. What year is this? Is this 2004? Welcome to 2004. I thought her eyes were too far apart, if you want to know the truth there. Nero, our luck, we knocked it off course and into the only other inhabitable planet. I was, I was thinking that. <laughs> I was thinking that. There's another planet somewhere going, you see what these sons of bitches on Earth just did? Are we going uh, to send Bruce Willis to save the Earth on the next asteroid? Oh, my God. Someone knows the movie Armageddon. With I don't want to close my eyes. Is that the one? Because I'll be missing you. Something like that. Was that song in that movie? Imagine waking up early to hate on a multimillionaire that couldn't care less about you. Well, that's pretty. That's well. You might have to take away the multi soon. (laughs) Might have to take away the multi. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My star has fallen. Maybe NASA could pick up my star, which is in a sewer somewhere, and uh, shoot it back up into space because this kid's star has fallen. Imagine being obsessed with uh, Christina Ricci at 7 a.m. in 2022. Yeah, it's a little weird, right, Pat? I mean, I'm sure she's still a good-looking broad with with eyes a little too far apart. You know, I'm sure she's still got it going on. I'm not watching a show about a guy that literally ate people. Yeah, I've I've been avoiding it myself. I just watched the CCR documentary on um, Netflix. It's it's a sort of documentary. I want to know more about the band, but basically CCR... um, Back in the day, especially, you got to think uh, mid to late 60s, they were pretty much the number two band in the entire world behind the Beatles. And then at times, they beat the Beatles on the charts. And they put out three unbelievable albums in, I don't remember, but like in less than three years. I think it was like, I think it was barely over a year they put three albums out. There was a time your favorite band put out like two records a year. And CCR had such a run. And then they went over to London and they played at Albert Hall. And for whatever, I don't understand this. This happens a lot. But they play at Albert Hall. And then they just, they just buried uh, the tapes for a very, very long time. And now for the first time, they got the Albert Hall concert. So Netflix got a hold of the tapes, I guess. They put together a, a, a mini documentary around it. And then uh, you get them, you get to see them perform like five or six songs. And it was absolutely awesome. You, you just forget how great CCR was, how unbelievable they were. And then it turns out, um, I did not, I, I don't think I knew this until I watched the Netflix um, documentary. And I think, I think Vic, Vic Henley would be very mad at me <laughs> for not knowing this. I just assumed John Fogarty was from the South, and he wasn't. He was a Northern California boy, which means he probably leaned uh, liberal. But he talked about how, uh, you know, he didn't want people to think one way or another politically when 
you were listening to their songs. And he said, uh, you know, he always wanted to live in the South, and he, and that's how he envisioned the South to be. Think like Green River. That song, it, it feels like it, it's it's from someone that was um, born and raised in the South, but that's not the truth. John Fogarty and CCR, they were from uh, Northern California. But man, if you like music, if you like CCR a little bit, if you like documentaries, I highly recommend the uh, the CCR one on Netflix. Proud Mary, what's your favorite CCR song? You got to go Fortunate Son. End of discussion, right? End of discussion? I think end of discussion. They do the best cover of Heard It Through the Grapevine ever. Vincent Scaramuzzo knows a little bit about his music. Yes, CCR does uh, Heard It Through the Grapevine. A song uh, we didn't play on the radio a lot. I don't know, because I feel like uh, CCR's version might be long or something, if I remember correctly. And, you know, you couldn't play long songs on the radio. Why? I don't know. Uh, Pat Duffy will go through a CCR phase every once in a while, and it's really nice to be reminded of pure American music. Their, their shit is so fucking good. Even some of their deep cuts. I Put a Spell on You or Suzy Q. I think both of those are covers, right? Suzy Q is definitely a cover. Suzy Q is the song that put CCR on the map. They, uh, they needed a little attention, so they did... Um, they did their version of Suzy Q. I forgot who did it originally. And then um, the rest is history for the band CCR. But you want to get really funky and down and dirty. I Put a Spell on You by CCR is a great song. And then the band ends up hating each other. And I guess John Fogarty had a falling out. And I'm like, oh, I think I can relate to this. Why is it that every creative endeavor just implodes eventually you think it might be the egos because it, it happened to all of them it happened to Aerosmith for a while there it happened with the Beatles uh, the Rolling Stones have their issues uh, Oasis we could go on and on with this I say we could go on and on with this when I when I run out of uh, <laughs> run out of things for that particular list so then you just say we could go on and on with this Fortunate son, come on. Oh, got to go deeper. Graveyard. Oh, graveyard train. Damn, my, I'm Pat. I'm not worthy. You just, you just hit me with graveyard train, a song I do know barely. Keep on chuggling is a, an amazing song. Now, when I know more than graveyard train and run through the jungle is absolutely an amazing song too. Yes. Well, I did do that, Sam Burke. Opster used to play the long songs back in the old days to get business done. I, I, I absolutely did that. I thought rock radio was a joke. I was about to tap out. Tap, tap, tap. I was in Buffalo. I'm like, this is a joke. So then I said, F this. And I just started talking more. And I said, well, if I'm going to tap out, I, I really want to talk more. So let me see if I can talk more. And then the rest is history. Because I think sitting behind a microphone and just playing the same music that every other jock on the station plays is a joke. It was just a joke. So then you try to say more clever things in between the records, I guess. But, yeah, back in the day, I played uh, long songs for all sorts of reasons. Maybe to get some things done like that fine gentleman uh, suggested. And maybe to hit a drive through to get some fast food uh, in the middle of the night. That is true. When I worked in Geneva... I worked at a little station called CQ102, Hit Music and More. 
I would put on a long record. I would, uh, I would push play. I would run out the back door, jump in my car. But I had the car on already, so I planned this before I put the long record on. So on a short record, I'm like, all right, start your car. Here's the long record. I would push play. I would run down the hall, out the back door, jump in my car. I would get to, uh, I forget if it was Burger King or McDonald's. And I would do a quick drive through, get my food, get all the way back to the station. All of this was relatively close, obviously. Run in the back door, and with not minutes, seconds to spare, I would hit the next record. That is a true story. And I did that more than a few times. Because then it, it got to a point where I knew exactly the amount of time I needed to leave the station, drive through the, the Bur- let's call it Burger King drive through and back. I knew exactly, it, let's say it, it took uh, eight minutes. So I knew any record over eight minutes, I was good. And, and I would do that just to challenge myself because it was such a boring thing to do. Especially back then, I wasn't allowed to do much because I was just starting in radio. So I was just playing music in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere in Geneva, New York. So I had to entertain myself. Uh, they sued John for old man down the road. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, they did. I think John Fogarty had to fight a lawsuit. It, it got so confusing. He was on the show. He was awesome. I posted part of the interview on uh, my Facebook page very recently. Uh, check out OP Radio fans. But Fogarty talks about uh, the problems he had with the band. And at one time, the lawsuit, he had to like fight himself. How confusing is that? There's no win there for, for John Fogarty if you're fighting yourself. Hey, John, you win your lawsuit? Yeah, I, I won and lost at the same time. Uh, oh, my God. I would, go to, I would go to jail for a year. Brandon, what's up, Ope? Would you rather spend a year in jail or take a year off your life? I would rather spend a year in jail. Just make the noise go away. And no, I don't have noises in my head, just the noise in general. The noise, 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 noise. It'll get me off my social media and all that stuff. Oh, that's, that's an easy one. You know, I, I just got to hope that I get a decent, uh, you know, cellmate. <laughs> if I get a decent cellmate, then it's a cakewalk. If you get a bad cellmate, oh, that's going to be a long year. There's not enough weights at the jail to protect yourself at that point. I don't want to miss a thing. Oh, Jesus. Pat Duffy, yes. Commercial break into a station bumper into Freebird, followed by whipping post into another bumper, and then another break will buy you at least 20 minutes. Yeah, but you still got to be pushing those stupid fucking buttons. That's when I got the idea when I was in Buffalo. I did overnights, and when I wasn't feeling like performing... And maybe I went to happy hour a little too long and now it's midnight and I'm kind of like coming down from a buzz and I'm just really, really tired. And then there was a guy, I wish I remembered his name. I think his name was Norm. I was on the FM side in, um, in Buffalo at the Fox. You know, I would start at midnight. I had to go all the way to 6 a.m. So the first two hours, I'm just crushing it, uh, just babbling, doing whatever I want. While people were coming home from the bars and stuff, there was still a, a halfway decent audience listening to radio. Then around 3 a.m. was like the dead zone when you did overnights. And this guy, Norm, he was on the a.m. side. And what was so creepy is like I stood up to do my show 
and I was looking through a glass window at Norm on the other side doing AM. And the AM side was, every, I think it was like every, I want to say like every hour, he had to push a button. I mean, his job was so minimal, it wasn't even funny. But he was really into it because it was his first job in, uh, in radio. And so I made a deal with Norm. I'm like, Norm, you want to run the FM side? He's like, holy shit, yeah. Like it was a big deal for someone that was on, on the AM side that wasn't allowed to crack the mic. And all he was allowed to do was push a button like maybe twice an hour. That's, all, that's his whole job. He was there to make sure the, the radio station didn't go off the air. Uh, so I go, all right, Norm, we're going to make a deal because the kid is tired. It's 3 a.m. I got three hours left and uh, I need to sleep. So I would record my breaks on a reel-to-reel. I would record my 3.30 break, my 3.55 break, my 4.20 break. You know you know the deal. I needed to talk like twice an hour from 3 to three to 6. So I needed to pre-record like six breaks. And then I said, Norm, here's the playlist. And I, I would mark it right after whatever this Metallica song. You're going to hit this. And I had it all organized for him. He's like, he was so excited. He's like, you... I go, you got this, right? He goes, yes. So I would go down the hall and sleep on the, uh, the flea-infested couch. And Norm would do uh, the last three hours my, of my show. And he was doing this like once or twice a week. And the kid was getting a nice rest in the back. Because then I would help out the bear man uh, with his morning show. So, uh, you know, because I was, I was relatively new in the business as well. And I'm like, I don't want to be tired when... 6 a.m. rolls around and I could be on the Bear Man show doing this and that. So I'm going to get some nice rest right now as Norm does the second half of my show. Oh, it was a, a wonderful deal, man. Because it, it made his nights uh, go by a lot faster and I got to sleep like a baby and then be uh, pretty sharp for, for mornings with, uh, with the Bear Man. Uh, Ted Shred was part of that whole deal back in the day. Uh, it was awesome. Ah, you like watching the waves come in? The surf has been uh, pretty crazy the last few days. So, to my fellow fishermen, yesterday I was fishing. The conditions were glorious. First cast. This will drive my fellow fishermen crazy. First cast. Line's not in the water more than maybe a minute, two minutes. All of a sudden, my rod... Now, it's in, a, it's in a rod holder, so you get these plastic tubes, right? You slam them into the ground really hard. Then you put your uh, pole in the, in the holder. So within two minutes, my whole rod, wham, bends all the way to the ground. That's a sure sign that you probably have a striped bass, which I haven't caught. I haven't caught a striped bass in, uh, in about a year. This is the longest uh, I've gone without catching a striped bass. And I pride myself in knowing how to catch a striped bass. I've had uh, a lot of success over the years. So the rod, boom, hits the ground. The pole comes out of the holder because the holder uh, gets knocked over. That's That's how much force on the line there was, right? Also, my rod starts starts going toward the ocean. And I'm like, holy shit. I run out of my chair. I was playing with my, uh, my daughter. The dog was down there digging up his dumb tennis ball. And I get to the rod and I start reeling. And I'm like, oh, it's a little light, a little light. But a lot of times uh, the striped bass, when they're hooked, they will run toward the shoreline. 
And so that's why you'll feel some slack. So uh, you, you keep reeling, and then all of a sudden you'll feel the fish again. In this case, I'm like, ah, oh, a little light, little light, little light. And I'm like, no! Yes, you got it. I keep reeling in to find that my fucking line snapped, and I'll never know what was on the other end of uh, the fishing line, which drives uh, my fellow fishermen crazy. So cheers to that. We all get... We all get a, I don't know, we all get at least one or two of those, uh, uh, I would say, a season. So I, I got I to gotta get a uh, new line on my rods. It was so, I mean, it was so frustrating. Because then you just, <laughs> you just look up and down the beach. You just want to hug at that point. Like someone needed to hug me because it's so frustrating when you lose a fish like that. What do you think of uh, what do you think of this idea? A cologne that smells like the beach. Save yourself some money. The Wi-Fi's down, right? The Wi-Fi's low, just like I said. We we hit a we hit a moon of an asteroid 70 million miles away from Earth uh, yesterday, and I can't get more than one bar of my Wi-Fi. Really, NASA? How about you share some of this technology? What do you think of this idea? A cologne that smells like the beach. Save yourself some money, there, Bobby. When you wake up in the morning, take these two fingers, get the spot in between your junk and your upper leg, get a nice scoop in, and go tap, tap on the sides of your face, and you got a cologne that smells like the beach. Cheers. <laughs> I love the jazz. Because all of a sudden in September, which is what they know how to do their holidays. September, when it's all nice, they're like, Let's take a day here. Let's take a day there. And us stupid people were like, what's have the most amazing holiday in the world when it's really cold out? Talking about Christmas, of course. Uh, the Pats suck now. Yeah, that means, uh, what's his name? See, uh, uh, Belichick. He's not a good coach. This is exactly what I was thinking when I was sitting down this morning, getting ready, you know. If Bill Belichick is such a great coach, then then the drop-off shouldn't be dramatic because you lost Tom Brady. <laughs> I really believe that coaches in general get way too much credit because you're looking at guys that are very, very professional. I mean, in baseball, the manager, what? what? He's, he's just sitting there in the dugout counting your pitches so he can take you out. It's like, what, what does he really do? How does he make Aaron Judge a better player? And then he has to wear the stupid uniform like he might go out and play. That's the dumbest thing ever. My Eagles looking good this year. Man, never got into the Eagles. I'm trying to think if I ever got into a, a Philly sports team. Back in the day, the Islanders and the, uh, the Flyers used to go at it. So I have respect for those guys. I forgot. What was their nickname? Because they were just a tough, tough team that just would beat the shit out of every hockey team. So I respected the Flyers, especially way back in the day. I kind of liked the Sixers when uh, Dr. J, this goes back to way too many years, Jesus. When Dr. J um, played for them at the end of his career. So I kind of liked the Sixers a little bit for a little while. And then the Phillies, is they're kind of interesting too because the Mets and the Phillies would do trades uh, a bunch, especially, especially back in the day. So then I would take a peek at the Phillies because they would always pick up a Met or two. 
but in general, I, I never really totally got into any Philly sports teams. Hey, yo, Bayrod was with Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens on the Yankee uh, game last night with Michael Kay. Ah, oh, that's that's badass. I've been taking a peek just because Aaron uh, Judge is uh, having just one of those monster, uh, another monster year. What do you mean another? I was going to say one of. He's having another monster year. Oh, that's cool, man. That is really cool. And all those guys should be in the Hall of Fame. It is a joke. Major League Baseball is a joke when it comes to the steroid era. The steroid era, everybody knew about it. Everyone kept their mouths shut. There was, an, there was absolutely some kind of understanding. And uh, all those guys, all those guys should be in. Who didn't watch a Roger Clemens game when he was pitching? You know how much money that guy uh, brought in for Major League Baseball? You know how many people were into baseball because of Roger Clemens? No love for the Eagles? Not really. Not really. When, uh, when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl... With the Patriots, I was that guy. <laughs> I was that guy. <laughs> and I believe we went down to watch the game, and I was that guy. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. They were so mad at me. <laughs> they were so mad. I was rooting for Brady and the Patriots right in front of everybody. Yeah, the steroid era was awesome. It was awesome for all of us. Absolutely. It brought so many fans. I mean, the Sammy Sosa-Mark McGuire home run race brought everyone back to baseball. And then it turns out Mark McGuire, Mark McGuire, Mark, uh, McGuire was, you know, was on the jokes. But, you know, you, you can't take it away from him that he brought everyone back to baseball after that, that stupid baseball strike. Oh, thank you, Joe. I knew someone would get it. The Broad Street Bullies. Yeah, the Flyers had some fighters. Oh, my God. And when they played the Islanders... Old school hockey, where the fighting was absolutely now. Nowadays, the fighting is so choreographed in hockey. I hate it. They have one guy on each team that could sort of fight, and when the teams have a problem, they put those two guys on the ice to get it over with and fight each other. I hate it. I come from a time where the fighting was so crazy. The goalies would look at each other from across the ice and they would skate to uh, center ice and beat the crap out of each other when they they didn't even have an issue with each other. They're not even close enough to ever have an issue with each other. But that's how amazing hockey was back in the day that even the goalies were like, let's do this. And they would just skate to center ice and just beat the crap out of each other. Oh, I miss old school hockey. Clark Gillies was an insane fighter. He, his face was just uh, riddled with scars. Oh, my God. Because I think a lot of people know I used to caddy for him on a regular basis when I was a caddy. And in the bright sunlight, like I got, like this is a scar from my mini bike accident that is when the sun shines, you could really, really see. But when he was out in the sun playing golf in the middle of summer, whole, his, whole, uh, his whole face would light up with scars, would light up. Yeah, Billy Smith would fight the other goalie more times than not. Nathan's back. He loves his sweets. Klondike is delicious. You never have have to feel bad about that. No, I say a stupid Klondike. I'll tell you, it, eating a Klondike on a couch as you're watching that stupid She-Hulk, 
is nerve-wracking because I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with these Klondike bars. It, you, you know, you start by using the wrapper. And you're like, okay, now I got to remove the wrapper, and then the whole thing just starts melting instantly. So now it's a race against time to get that goodness in you. And then now the Klondike is dripping down your your wrist. Someone's got to go on the Shark Tank and go, okay, I invented a uh, ice cream sandwich that doesn't melt within 30 seconds of removing the wrapper. Million dollar idea right there. You're welcome. And then the She-Hulk. My, my son said it was the last episode. I was excited because I want to get done with this uh, She-Hulk show on Disney+. Plus. It's a Marvel show. And then uh, it's obvious there's more episodes. I'm like, ah, God, I don't want to watch this anymore. And we're all going to make believe that, uh, that uh, Marvel's, uh, like, catering to the, to the trans community with the She-Hulk? I'm like, that, that's a man, baby! <laughs> oh, you can't say that anymore. You can't say that anymore. The times have changed. You can't say that anymore. There's nothing wrong with the She-Hulk looking a little manly, okay? Did I say it properly? But I have questions. Oh, you're not allowed to have questions? Oh, you're not allowed to have questions anymore. Oh, I see. Welcome to Russia. Cheers. I just know she looks ridiculous with her blowout and her green makeup. Have you ever spent any time in a Turkish prison? Uh, No, I have not. I've been to Turkey, though. I've been to Istanbul. And they got that giant bridge that goes to Greece, I think. Um, Istanbul was absolutely amazing. Wow. There's some old school shit in, in Istanbul. And uh, and then there's a lot of modern stuff. Think Ritz Carlton and the Blue Mosque. All in the same city. Oh my goodness. And uh, I believe that's where I was when I waited online for... I want to say about two hours to see one strand of hair from Mohammed's beard. They have it on display. One strand of his beard hair. I believe that's how the story goes. And I might have said when it was my turn, that's it. (laughs) Look, sometimes... Sometimes I, I'm, I'm purposely a dick, and then other times I, I'm not. On this occasion, I, I was not trying to be a dick. I was just shocked after two hours that I was seeing one strand of hair from the beard of Mohammed. And it was behind glass. I'm telling you, this glass had to be this thick. They didn't want anyone stealing that strand of hair. Went to the Blue Mosque. That was absolutely amazing to check out. And then the only other thing I remember about Turkey was uh, everyone was trying to sell you a damn rug wherever you went. Oh, my God. NBA this year, Ope. I'm going to go with, uh, I mean, my ne- I, look, I, people make fun of the teams I follow, but you got to understand, we are, I mean, we are truly long-suffering New York sports fans in general. Our Jets have stunk for, de- I mean, decades. I, you can't even put a year on it. 25 years minimum. Knicks, same horse shit. 
So it forces you to have secondary teams. I already know going into the NBA season, and I'm a huge basketball fan, I already know that the Knicks don't even have a shot. So why am I going to sit down and watch Knicks games? If there's no other, if the national game isn't that great, then I'll, uh, I'll take a peek at the Knicks here and there. I always like when the old guy is trying to win one more. That's why I'm kind of into Tom Brady right now. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of LeBron James because I think he's built super teams around his incredible talent. But I know that's the new NBA. But I like to see the Lakers, you know, do well. The, the team to watch this year, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Who would ever say that? That you would say the team to watch is the Cleveland Cavaliers and they don't have LeBron James on the team. But I'm telling you, that team is stacked. They got a lot of young talent. And then uh, Donovan going over there. It's, it's, they are going to be the team to watch. Golden State's going to be right in it again. It'll be interesting uh, to see what the Nets could do. But they're a head case team. Love watching the, the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, my God. They're a young, ridiculous team. And then, um, and then I always like taking a peek at, uh, at uh, the Mavericks because of Luka. Luka Doncic. Shit. By the end of the year last year, I had his name down perfectly. And now I'm back to like, oh, shit. I got to pause before I try to say his name again. I think that's it. It's going to be beautiful uh, at the ocean today. I'm going to take uh, Doggy for a nice long walk. See, that's, that's another reason, like... When I have this, why would I want to be in a studio every day? All right, guys, have a great day. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow, either from here or the city. That's the beauty. I don't even know if I'm going to be here or the city tomorrow. I love this life. Have a good one, guys. Talk soon.